Uh, excuse me. Mm. Shouldn't have had the spicy clams tonight. It's backing up on you. You know what? We did eat. We did eat mussels. Mm. Not the cat, Stuart's cat, <laughs> mussels. But thank fucking god. <laughs> It would make me really sad if my cat was eaten by my friend. (laughs) (laughs) But worse than if the cat was eaten by a stranger, right? Because at least you know it wasn't scared. (laughs) That's that's true. I mean, I don't know. Like, I feel like a stranger would see a delicious cat and would just want to gobble it up. (laughs) But Dan would at least halt for a a moment and be like, I know that cat. I shouldn't gobble gobble it up. How would gobbling (laughs) it up affect my friendship with my close friend, Stuart? Well, but cats are for goblin. Yep, there's a there's a chance that Dan might just steamroll right over that and just think about his tummy, and I get it. The problem is that when Dan looks at the cat, what he sees is an enormous roast turkey. Yeah, <laughs> actually, a small roast turkey because turkeys tend to be bigger than cats. But that's what he sees. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, let's start this. Fucking show. hey, yeah. Let's I do thought it. we did. Well, well, I mean, it's an open question whether Alex kept any of that, but if not. Hey everyone, welcome to the Flop House. Um, now, often on the Flop House, we talk about a bad movie that we three have just watched, uh, but we also have episodes that we have dubbed Flop House Minis, uh, a name that as time goes on uh, is more sadly ironic. Because the episodes are very long, you're saying? Yes, yes, yes. That was the. Implied, now you're Dan McCoy, uh, right? Nub of my gist. I'm Dan McCoy. I'm Elliot Kalen. How are you? Mm-hmm. And there's a third person here. That's right, Stuart Wellington. Hello. I can see into both of your houses through my computer. Um, so <laughs> more to say what, we're doing, <laughs> what we're doing on this mini, the Flop House, uh, as you know, perhaps you don't if you're listening for the first time, but many of you know, is sponsored largely by uh, listeners. Um, upcoming, we have our max fund drive, uh, uh, where we offer bonus content to folks who, uh, you know, become members to show their support, keep the yeah, show running, shake a little and, bit extra change uh, out of your pockets, you cheapskates. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And for- <laughs> I've, in past years, I have been very thankful and I've been very kind, but this year I'm all about wow. threats and mm-hmm. threats and You're abuse. going to bust skulls. Yeah. We got to get that change. Uh, okay. We got to get that cash. Wow, Elliot's pulled out a little um, switchblade and he's dragging it across his beard stubble. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I do need to shave. And like he's one of the weasels okay. well, from Roger Rabbit. <laughs> we don't want to. We don't want to linger too uh, long on this because um, this is not the Max Fun Drive uh, yet. Uh, but the point is that we provide bonus content to members, and this year we wanted to do our first. Uh, commentary track for a movie, you know, similar to back in ye olden days when you had DVDs and you would listen to the director's commentary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you'd fire uh, will, up your uh, DVD of Blade 2 and you'd hear Guillermo del Toro mm-hmm. and Wesley Snipes talk about how Blade needs to get laid more often. <laughs> that was the original plot of the third one, Blade 3, Blade Gets Laid. That's what Wesley Snipes <laughs> suggests. <laughs> That's the exact title. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, not jokes. This is a have... this is a factual <laughs> podcast at this point. <laughs> we've yet to equal. Uh, we've went to enter the humor section. This is still just the informative now, section. Yeah. Uh, that was very helpful because now the listener, of course, understands what a commentary is. Um, having had a, a great example of it, it's, it is a. So it, we will we'll be recording a movie length audio track mm-hmm. that you can sync up with the movie you're watching and it's like you're watching the movie with us three annoying guys who will not stop talking throughout the entire movie but don't worry yeah. the movie will not be a good movie that you want to pay close attention to it will be a bad movie that you want to hear us talking about 
Yeah. And we wanted to get uh, listeners involved in uh, choosing which movie that we would do a commentary for. Uh, so we are letting uh, you guys sort of uh, guide the ship about which movie we, you'd like us to talk over. Now, of course, we cannot have unlimited choices. This is, we are, we're not the uh, the Amazon.com of podcasts. We are, we have a pre-theme menu, Pricks Fix. Uh, oh, perfect. That we well, I mean, can, it's just uh, a menu, Dan. I mean, like any menu. restaurant you go to, they don't they don't just hand you a blank piece of paper and say, write down any food and we'll go make it. They give you a, a, no, you're right, a you're narrowed right. selection of, of dishes. No, Narrow no, you're, is you're questionable right. depending on the diner in New Jersey you go to. I mean, but even even you have to even the New Jersey diner with the thickest phone bookiest menu still has a finite number of dishes. Like you can't You know what? You you make a good point. It was misleading what I was saying. I was trying to indicate, you know, that we just provide you with a, a, a certain choice, and that's your choice. But if it was a pricks fix menu, of course, there would be multiple courses with no cho- with no which choices. We're not yeah. we're not going to no, provide. We're just doing the one. We're, yeah, we're doing the one movie. But the point is, um, we thought uh, we would do a bracket to decide um, what movie. Uh, a tip of the cap to uh, film spotting and blank check to uh, fine film po- podcasts that have also arguably done better podcasts. Brackets. And, and a tribute uh, to but, the uh, late uh, comedy movie star Eddie Brackett, uh, whose name sounds like Brackett. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we've we've picked 16 movies from the Flophouse's back catalog. These are movies that we've done episodes on. In this on, case, Brack catalog, because it's a bracket. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah, no, Elliot was right. <laughs> Thanks, yeah. too. Okay. Fact-checking so that one. No Pinocchios. <laughs> no, I checked it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> You've heard of Snopes. How about Stoops? <laughs> Stoops. Stoops says pants not on fire, but wouldn't it be cool if they were? <laughs> so, Dan, uh, we've set up a bracket of 14 choices, and they're going to be going head-to-head, right? 14? I thought it was 16. 16 choices, oh, and they're going to be going head-to-head. Okay. You're the one who's running. The, you're the uh, captain yeah. of the ship, Dan. I don't know why you let me run up and just start well, throwing I the wheel this way. And right. and then Elliot's very much the Gilligan of the ship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he really. Uh, so anyway, po- starting this Monday, the twenty first, uh, we're going to be running a series of polls in the, uh, the this coming week to determine the winners of the first matchups. Um, and you can participate in those polls by going to uh, the Twitter, uh, our Twitter feed, which is at the Flophouse Pod, and obviously uh, we'll be, we'll have to run more polls. Uh, in the early weeks, as there are more contenders, uh, uh, it'll be for the first week. I, it's I think it's two a day for four days is what we're looking at, and then as other uh, contestants drop out, are defeated, fewer polls. Uh, you understand how brackets work. And anyway. it's basically four so, rounds, right? Four rounds or four weeks, yeah, I think. Four rounds, and um, we're gonna try. We're gonna try to uh, drop in maybe like little mini updates uh on where the brackets are just into the feed like short updates because because of our production schedule we can't you know always be up to date on what's winning what's yeah what not. is this early edition uh, yeah exactly thanks. so <laughs> thanks Helen. <laughs> just want to make sure that if anyone was said, listening this is not the uh <laughs> the cbs show early edition yeah, because there's a chance they could have assumed it was that we are going yeah. that we already know the yeah, answers. They're, they're, like we're the current season of RuPaul's Drag Race, where every contestant when they're eliminated opens up a fake candy bar to see if it's chocolate or the single gold bar that'll allow them to stay. But they had to like sign that shit out, and it's not like they're like carrying that fucking chocolate bar with them the whole time. So it's like <laughs> the producers already know who has that shit, right? 
And you right? and you can tell right what's in. heavier, gold or a chocolate bar, right? Exactly. <laughs> I think I think we're doing an excellent job at explaining <laughs> this. Um, so uh, we're gonna. I'm gonna. I actually pulled some clips. We're gonna hear a few clips from the original time we talked about these. Yeah. Let's uh, name, obviously, let's name our competitors. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, obviously, I'm just obviously when we do the the commentary, it'll be a little different than like our usual talking afterwards. We'll be talking during. It'll be a different type of thing. But just to remind you, some clips from these shows. And the first matchup, the first matchup, this is a tough one, guys, is Fateful Findings versus Bratz. Round one, fight. What about the scene where he passes out and spills coffee on his face? Oh, <laughs> and we forgot and then he that. starts After. making a face like he loves it and he can't get enough. <laughs> After the car accident, <laughs> he's having headaches because, of course, he would. He was hit by a car. Sure. And yet he's like, oh, and he, he's got coffee precariously placed on the keyboard of his laptop. And he knocks it over and it, he like he he falls. It's like. His head falls on the paper, and then he knocks the coffee no, over the thing? No, well, he, he his head falls it? down, and then he's, like, regaining consciousness, and he sees his coffee, and he's like, oh, that's what I want, coffee. And he tries to drink it, and it tips it all over and his face. And it just face. spills over everything. But, yeah, the look, instead of being like, ah, hot coffee on my face, his look is like, oh. That's he's like, my needed. skin is absorbing this precious caffeine. I love it. I needed one of my patented facial caffeine baths. <laughs> that's what will make me feel better. Versus... Let me reiterate, however, that uh, the Bratz have now <laughs> broken up as friends and gotten back together. Two years later. And it's 30 minutes into the film. <laughs> 30 minutes in, yeah. What's the rest, what's the What's the remaining hour and five minutes of the film, you may ask? Which uh, is the running time of the movie. Sure. You know, without credits, with, with credits. The credits hour, includes hour t- two music videos, so yeah. you, won't, you don't want to skip the credits. <laughs> no, One of them involves no. a piano with the word Bratz written stuff. on it in big letters. You'd be doing yourself a disservice, I think. Relax! <laughs> So, guys, what do you have to say about I mean, those are two big heavy hitters, fan favorites. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously, I think you guys know that I'm rooting for Bratz, partly because I don't like signal boosting Neil Breen because he's uh, a maniac. Uh, (laughs) You prefer to signal boost uh, kind of... um, well, I won't even get into it. Never mind. The, the Brad dolls have a number of problems with them as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's but I don't know. Like, there's something joy. I get there's. I don't. They're both great. That's what I'm trying to say. Well, so I think. Well, Bratz, I remember we all saw Bratz originally, and we were surprised at what an impact it made on us, since we thought it would just be a forgettable movie. And Fateful Findings is a peek inside the mind of a madman. So you know, <laughs> so choose wisely. They both have. You know, pretty tasty. Uh, <laughs> like, don't uh, describe Bratz as tasty. I don't like I that. Also, <laughs> well, no, I the also have the film. I've seen Bratz more times since we did the episode. Yeah. But I haven't. I haven't watched Fateful Findings since we watched it for the episode. So that might be fun. Well, we did a we did a riff show on Bratz uh, back in the day, and um, somewhere floating around the internet is the audio for that, which we never put out officially because we were worried that you could hear the Brat soundtrack in the background. Obviously, no one really cares, but also probably didn't sound that great. So that's another problem. But, uh, but you know, we could correct history by having an official record of us watching Bratz. Mm-hmm, True. Finally. For future generations or aliens mm-hmm. to find. Or we could, you know, we could watch one of the strangest movies, Fateful Findings, <laughs> that we have watched in the history of the show. Yeah. So there, I think that's a strong category. Mm-hmm. Um, coming up. Next category. Y'all ready for this? The Happening versus the Country Bears. Round one, fight. 
<laughs> the the best part is when they're about to go to bed and they're like, "Man, this lady's totally crazy." Uh, that's paraphrased, obviously, and um, not not that paraphrased. It's and, pretty close. Uh, and like they hear a noise, so Mark Wahlberg goes to the door and he sees the old lady in her nightgown down there, and she's like. Like, you're talking about stealing stuff. You're going to kill me. And at that point, I'd be like, what the fuck are you talking about? Kill you? <laughs> Mark Wahlberg doesn't say like, no, of course not. What are you, crazy? He says, no, no, we then, weren't. No, we weren't talking and about then, and then, suspicious like, way. And like, like, and, like, I was kind of thinking of killing you. And, and like the next shot is him like waking up. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? It's like, you're trying to kill me, aren't you? No. No, no, don't you. Well, time to go to bed. <laughs> Versus. This is followed by a lovely interlude where Christopher Walken wearing a three-piece suit without the jacket from the waist up and boxer shorts from the waist <laughs> down is just smashing models of the country bear the country bear hall over and over again. And each time he smashes it and goes, oh, no, bear hall. <laughs> and then smashes it again, oh, no, bear uh, hall. And it is so delightful. It's, it's so great. I, I, it's like, how is this not a gift that I've seen attached to things? Just him going, oh, smashing, going, oh no, oh, no. yeah. And then he just dumps, <laughs> he dumps the smashed pieces on a pile. And of I could tell, pieces. is he in a building or is he in like the, a trailer of a truck made up to look inside like a like an office? I couldn't quite tell where he was, but yeah, it, uh. he's inside all of us. Well, I mean, Country Bears is fresher in my mind since we watched it more recently, mm-hmm. and. Uh, Obviously, I'd like to get drunk as shit with Dan and watch Country Bears um, <laughs> and talk about it. Uh, but I also haven't seen The Happening in a long time, and I hear that Jeremy Strong is in it uh, from TV Succession, so I'd like to see that. Uh, the Happening, there yeah. moments, it was years and years ago that we watched it, but there are moments that are burned in my brain. Uh, a guy just lying down in front of a lawnmower because he's given up on life thanks to the hypnotic pollen, and of course the scene where Mark Wahlberg uh, has to deny he's trying to set up an old woman to kill and rob her, and it sounds like he really was going to do that because his denial <laughs> yeah. is so bad. Um, yeah. But, but uh, yeah, The Country Bears was also a, a surprising amount of joy for a, what you have to admit, a kind of a cynically probably greenlit movie based on a Disney attraction, you know? Yeah, well, I mean, that's the thing. Like, The Happening, obviously... M. Night Shyamalan, multiple movies that we've done of his. That's what uh, the M stands for, Multiple Night Shyamalan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and and The Happening is kind of the consensus pick for, like, what is, like, the funny, bad Shyamalan movie. Um, the Country Bears, by this point, I've seen twice. <laughs> the first time, I laughed so much, and then the second time... You cried. You know, I went, I, I, I was like, is this good? Was like, was my response wrong before that it wasn't just like that it was silly, but is it actually good? It's hard to tell sometimes. And if he watches it a third time, maybe he'll that love will turn to hate, and uh, mm-hmm. he's like, "This movie mm-hmm. must be destroyed." Yeah, it caused a lot of comment, Dan, when your when your top ten list for Sight and Sounds uh, annual poll put <laughs> Country Bears at number one. <laughs> well, you and know, Vertigo at number two. They, number three, of course, Bikini Carwash Company. There was a lot of representation of city bears on the list already, and I thought, you know what? The flyover bears are not going to be ignored. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, here's a, here is a – this is a, a monster matchup. Oh, flyover bears, monsters? What is this, Born by James Vandermeer? I mean, not – Oh, yeah, great movie. Not literal. And by movie, <laughs> book. I mean book, which is uh, a movie for your eyeballs to look at, which is also I mean, what you do with movies. <laughs> no, I'm saving it. I'm, I'm dancing. 
That is the equivalent of someone running across a rope bridge as, as it falls. Mm. All right. You ready for this? Yeah, yeah. Here it is. Food fight Oof. versus a talking cat. Wow. Round one. Fight. It's almost like somebody heard the idea of Toy Story, <laughs> then got hit in the head with like an eye beam, <laughs> and then like, like mumbled this while they were in surgery because they didn't give them enough anesthetic to keep them under. You know what children love? They love the grocery store, and more than that, they love the cast of characters that, <laughs> that you want. the well, grocery it, store. It opens with this elderly grocer shutting down the store for the night, and as the lights go out, there's this plaintive music as if like, well, the fun's over for the day. The, the I carnival's guess. leaving town for another year. <laughs> this world of magic and whimsy that is a food store. <laughs> this is preceded, by the way, by not even a real title screen. There's just like an animated thing that says food fight, <laughs> just like a DVD menu screen. Versus the talking cat, yeah. uh, Duffy, who is a stray cat who wanders <laughs> around. And he's like the Incredible Hulk in the TV show. He just wanders into people's lives and fixes them. Here's the thing. Does he talk? Usually he just thinks out loud in a kind of Garfield way, but and we hear it, and all we the are privy we hear it. We to hear his it. internal monologue. We hear every soliloquy about how much he loves the woods and hates what he calls beeping machines, which sometimes seem to mean phones and sometimes mean computers. Yeah, the thing is, Elliot, the line is blurred between those two things. <laughs> That's true. More and more these days, what is a phone but a computer in your pocket? And yeah. what is a, what is a book but a movie in your mind? But it, it's a, but all of his monologues seem to be like a combination of pseudo poetic uh, dialogue that has been written for Eric Roberts and maybe Eric Roberts just improvising whatever he's thinking about at the time. Yeah. Oh God! Well, uh, any any opportunity I can not watch Food Fight would be sweet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a matchup for the misbegotten. A talking cat, a movie that fails to even reach the bare minimum <laughs> standards of a movie, and Food Fight, which is like shoving a knife in your eye. Yeah, like hopefully people will vote for a talking cat so that I don't have to lose these baby blues. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, this is one of those matchups. Well, I mean, not it's not necessarily the well, yeah that the no matter matchup, but. Where, where it doesn't matter who wins, we lose. <laughs> well, yeah. kind of. But also, like, when you put this up against the other movies that are on the bracket, we're really going to see about whether people voting want to give us a good experience or what they like to do is to, like, you know, to make us choose the shittiest yeah. thing. Because if, if Food Fight wins, then I'm just going to spend the whole time regretting not staring directly at the sun when it, there's that last <laughs> solar eclipse. <laughs> I, and I want to remind people that to get the full benefit out of an audio commentary, you should be watching the movie at the same time. So you would have to fight. You'd yeah, have to watch Food Fight also. Uh-huh. Yeah. I was about to say you would have to fight Food Watch, which I'd rather do than, than watch Food <laughs> yeah. Fight. I'd rather fight a Food Watch. Uh-huh. So... Okay, the next matchup is a little – I would say that these are not necessarily the movies that people talk about a lot if they happen to talk about old episodes of movies that sounded just, you know, like off the charts. But they are – they have the power <laughs> that oh, maybe oh, they could okay. uh, oh, be, be okay. sleeper choices. All right, we got here. It's a Easy Rider 2 – the Ride Home. Now, this is the that's, movie where... That's I just a for, dumb one. For people who have forgotten, I remind people that this is a movie made by people who bought the rights to the Easy Rider name. <laughs> made a sequel that was, in essence, the exact opposite of what the first movie was, uh, both plot-wise and politically. 
and uh, and released it as Easy Rider to yeah. the ride back. And there's a great montage at the end that involves just a shot of an old man getting a haircut. <laughs> Yeah, and there's that scene where the old man is like, uh, like the full weight, emotional weight hits him, and his lo- lower lip quivers to such an extreme <laughs> state. All right, wait, wait, save it. Don't talk to him. We haven't, we haven't even done the full matchup yet. Easy Rider Two: The Ride Home versus Street Fighter: The Legend of Chun Li. Round one. Fight. Motorcycle Bandit says. Hey, I don't drink this shit. You go sell it to someone else and give me the money. <laughs> that's not how it works. <laughs> that's Stuart pointed out. That's not how bars work. It's not like you now have ownership of the yeah. beer and you're going to outsource to the sub- bartender. I'm sublet this drink. <laughs> <laughs> like I can't handle this. I can't handle the acid in that tomato-based drink. You take it back. Maybe someone got sprayed that's by a tummy. skunk I'm and getting, get bored on them. Can I exchange this for store credit? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you have like a token I can use instead of this? <laughs> just, get, just give me two free plays on the jukebox called, called Square. Okay, tell you what, you take back the drink and I'll pay a dollar. Give me like a hot dog. <laughs> It's not sure, how it works. you don't want this is not a party not <laughs> no exchanges sir it says it right over there and another guy walks up yeah i decided i don't want half this shot of whiskey can i get like a bucket of popcorn <laughs> we don't exchange sir no exchanges i ate a quarter of this pickled egg <laughs> you take it back can you get- <laughs> uh, it, it isn't as it was advertised <laughs> i was expecting more pickle juice can i get a partial <laughs> refund Versus, and while she's there, she knocks out a bunch of gunmen by kicking them while swinging around the stripper pole. Mm-hmm. And Moon again sounds more exciting than it is. Yeah, it's really not. And Moon Bloodgood says to him, like, maybe she's just an angry stripper. And Chris Klein's like, Oh yeah, an irate pole dancer decided to go ahead, and it's like. Sorry, the levels your are hand, off the charts. Your hand motions definitely They can't see the hand captured, motions. But, uh, but it's literally like, Dan, was, you were saying when we were watching the movie, it's like the director said, like, here you're being sarcastic, and Chris Graham's <laughs> like, no, I got it. I've been practicing. Yeah, I know how to do this. I got this one, coach. <laughs> so really, there's a big... Uh, like, it is, the, it is the most ridiculous sarcasm. Now, that, so this that is... movie does feature one of my favorite uh, movie performances of all time. By Chris Klein, as I don't yeah. know what his character's name is. And uh, who's the bad guy in that with the blue eyes? Neil McDonough? Oh, Neil McDonough. I mean, the thing is, like, the Chris Klein, I've seen a supercut of just when he's on screen, you know, saying a line, and it's only five minutes. It's one of those things where the choices he makes are so weird <laughs> that it overshadows. And it's amazing that he won Best Supporting Actor the for, whole for so little screen time. Yeah. Yeah. When I would think that's more of a, a lead role. Mm-hmm. This is Easy Rider 2, colon, The Ride Home versus Street Fighter, colon, The Legend of Chun Li. It's, the, it's the Clash of the Colons. Two, yeah. two, two solid choices. Yeah, that was the yeah. original title of Clash of the Titans, by the way, was Clash of the Colons. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was about the next, colons. <laughs> oh, uh, <okay>. the ne- <laughs> Yeah. And, the in, and in the remake what? of Clash of the Titans, instead of release the crack, originally said they, they said release the colon, and an enormous lower GI tract came out yeah, and yeah, attacked I mean, them. I guess that makes G. sense. GI tract, a real American tract. <laughs> GI tract is there in your butt. I was <laughs> for <laughs> so just, for reasons that are not important to go into. Yep, I was listening to the GI Joe theme. Why not? Uh, <laughs> earlier it's today, workout mix. <laughs> and I was laughing. 
Because, like, the guy that they have to sing it, like, he has a, a nice voice, but he's also clearly just, like, working to get the rhythm of the way the, the, the lyrics are supposed to go. Because he's like, G.I. Joe versus Cobra the Enemy. G.I. <laughs> Joe is there. <laughs> anyway. Um, so that was an important thing to say. Yeah. Hi, I'm Biz. And I'm Teresa. And we're the hosts of One Bad Mother, a podcast about parenting. Parenting is hard, and we have no advice. But we do see you doing it. Honk if you like to do it. <laughs> Didn't we have a bumper sticker a while back that was like, yeah. honk if you did it? That's what it I was. I think it was honk if you're doing it. <laughs> Why did we not ever make this? Those we are did delight. make them. I did think we? they're still in the Max Fun store. <laughs> honk, honk. You're doing it. <laughs> Thanks, Biz. So are you. Each week, we'll be here to remind you that you're doing a good job. You can find us on MaximumFun.org. Honk, honk. Toot, toot. I listen to Bullseye because Jesse always has really good questions. What did John Malkovich wear when he was 20? <laughs> I don't know how to describe it. There's always that moment where Jesse asks a question that the person he's interviewing has not thought of before. I don't think anyone's ever said that to me or acknowledged that to me, and that is so real. Bullseye, interviews with creators you love and creators you need to know. From MaximumFun.org and NPR. The Flop House is sponsored in part by Lumi Lads. Um, so. Here's the thing. You probably heard about microdosing. Uh, if you look around on the internet, you see stuff about people microdosing to feel healthier and perform better. Uh, our show today is sponsored by Microdose Gummies, which deliver perfect entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just the right amount of good. Um, you know, if you don't want to... <laughs> It maybe impair yourself if you don't want to like feel like the normal like stoned feeling, but you want to feel looser, more relaxed, more pleasant, happier. You know, I I've used these. It's a uh, it's a way to chill out. It's they're already dosed uh, properly for that ex level of experience. Yeah, uh, the Lumi Labs gummies uh, taste good. They don't have a lot of uh, THC taste. They just taste like a tasty gummy. Um, so it's it's a microdose yeah microdose pardon me microdose is available nationwide to learn more about microdosing THC just do a quick search online or go to microdosegummies.com and use flop to get free shipping and 30% off your first order links can be found in the show description but again that's microdosegummies.com and code F L O P uh, this podcast is also sponsored by Stitch Fix. Your style isn't one size fits all. It's about what suits your body and what suits the moment. That's where Stitch Fix comes in. Whether you're a cool dad, a hip bartender, a sexy college professor, they've uh -huh. got you covered. Now, uh, they'll help you with refined workwear, casual basics, anything to kind of elevate your look. Uh, you can schedule a fix, and a style expert will send you five pieces that fit your style, size, and your price range. Or if you prefer to shop but don't want to endlessly browse, you can check out Stitch Fix Freestyle, an online shop built just for you. 
To get started, you take a, a style quiz so Stitch Fix can learn your preferences. Again, whether you are some kind of like, like nerd-friendly dad character or maybe you're like a cool, hunky bartender dude or maybe just like a, like a, a college professor who may or may not sleep with his TAs. It, you never know. Um, uh, so Stitch Fix can learn. You take the style quiz. They'll learn your preferences from your favorite colors and preferred fits and your price range. So get started today by filling out your free style quiz at stitchfix.com slash flophouse and get free shipping and returns stitchfix.com slash flophouse uh we've had a lot of great sponsors on the show today but we've got an even greater sponsor it's us we're sponsoring ourselves kind of i'll explain you may have heard already and if you haven't then we're not doing our jobs that we're doing a live online show on march 19th that's right uh in roughly a little bit less than a month or so from when you're hearing this we'll be doing a live online show the Flophouse guys are taking it to the streets and by the streets <laughs> i mean the screens the screens of your computers for a talk about that's right Masters of the Universe. Oh boy, we're going to be talking about the 1987 Masters of the Universe movie, the movie that boldly asked the question, hey, should we make a Masters of the Universe movie? Because they didn't really go all the way and actually do it. We'll no, explain really. more when we talk about it. It's really more the fourth world kind of grafted onto Masters of the Universe, and there's also a scene where they eat chicken, which really stuck out to me when I was a kid for obvious reasons. So that's Saturday, March 19th, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. We're going to be talking about the Masters of the Universe, but it's a live Flophouse show, so we're not just talking about the movie. We're going to have new presentations. We're going to be taking questions from the audience. We're going to have some other sort of comedy bits. It'll be a lot of fun. It's like we're throwing a little Masters of the Universe party for the three of us, and you're all invited. Very exciting. Isn't that the case? How do I get to this party? <laughs> it's not a real party. It's just a computer show. Anyway, go to theflophouse.simpletix.com. It's that easy. Theflophouse.simpletix.com. And for only $10, that's right, one Hamilton, the $10 founding father without a father, you'll get your access to not just the show, but also one week of being able to watch the recording of the show after it ha actually happens. So let's say you're not available Saturday, March 19th at 9 p.m. Eastern time. You can still see the show if you buy a ticket anytime up to a week after the show airs. So just go to theflophouse.simpletix.com and get ready for laughs and maybe to think a little bit as the Flop Boys take on Masters of the Universe 1987 edition. We hope you can make it. It's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> The next matchup is a, a very two, – two movies that are important to the Flophouse, I think, for different reasons. We have The Wicker Man mm. versus I Know Who Killed Me. Round one, fight. Meanwhile, uh, everyone's getting ready for the big harvest ritual. They're wearing animal masks. they got face paint on. They're dancing and parading to pipe music. It all feels very Renfest precious. Uh, while Nicolas Cage is having a, you know, knuckles knuckle-dragging, balls-out, Lily Sobieski fight, yeah, yeah. Uh, which Balls ends with walls. him... <laughs> which ends with him back kicking her into the wall of photos <laughs> and she just I don't know if she's dead or what she's yeah. well she's certainly she, not dead because she shows up later but like she gives a look like they were uh, I feel like Neil LeBute was like okay hold on her for a moment we will digitally add some birds tweeting around her head <laughs> yeah <laughs> And, and and much like the bike jacking earlier, this is a bear suit jacking. Like uh, Nicholas Cage yeah, he, steals the bear suit. Versus, I'm going to play the role of Aubrey Fleming. Okay, 
I'm trapped in this glass. Which coffin. I think you could do better than Lindsay Lohan. Uh, I appreciate that, Elliot. Okay. Now, okay, I imagine like okay, I'm getting into character. My hand's been chopped off. My foot's been chopped off. I'm in a weird glass coffin with a weird like 19th century milkmaid's dress on with a fucking <laughs> veil over my face. I've been buried alive. Oh shit, I'm gonna die. Weird. Oh man, I'm running out of air. Oh wait, is that light I see? Like moonlight? Oh, somebody's you know digging me out of my coffin. Oh my god, the thing's open. Somebody let me out with their robot hand. Who is it? <laughs> Oh my god, it's my fucking twin. Like, somebody looks exactly like me. That's my twin. How am I going to respond? I'm going to smile quietly and allow her to help me out and then snuggle up to me and that's the end of the fucking movie. So, like, the importance here, I think, um, you know, if I got to spell it out, The Wicker Man, a Nicolas Cage movie, the only Nicolas Cage movie on the bracket uh, and the one that we did for, I think, our 300... 300th episode because it was before we had the podcast but it was like the cage film that everyone talks about when they talk about movies that are maybe not so good yeah and i know who killed me of course the first episode that elliot was on mm-hmm. and a movie that so the more i think about it the more i'm kind of coming around on it yes our conversation with jordan the other day really helped yeah. crystallize what i like about that movie there's a real school of revisionist. I know who killed me history, and we'll have to see if we if we join it. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? Yeah. We'll see. Whereas the Wicker Man, I think, will continue <laughs> to be not good when we watch it. <laughs> yeah. If we watch we're, it for this, we'll, we're talking about the Nicolas Cage one and not the Edward Woodward one, right? Not not the yeah, <laughs> not the good one. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Because that would be All weird right. if we watched that one that we didn't cover <laughs> on the show, and it's a good movie, right? Yeah, it would be strange. I mean, we'd enjoy it more. I mean, certainly. we'd just mainly be singing along to the songs, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and talking about and, Christopher Lee's fashion, right? Yep, dancing naked, pounding on a door to... <laughs> yep, swaying our naked buttocks to and fro. <laughs> okay, I mean, uh, it's both, audio both only, so people won't get to see that unless we, I don't know, post yeah. it on Instagram Live. But We'll describe it verbally in a way that really brings <laughs> mm-hmm. it to life, yeah. Okay. <laughs> the next category... Now this is this is the epitome of what we were talking about before. Do our listeners like us, or do they or do they like want like us to torture us? Oh, sure. <laughs> want to torture us? Sure. And yeah, yeah. So what we got here is Tango and Cash versus the Oogie Loves and the oh, Big Balloon Adventure. <laughs> Round one, fight. Jack Pounce's henchmen go. Why don't we just kill them? <laughs> and Jack Pounds was, no, no. We've got to do it this yeah. way. No, you don't idiots. Understand. <laughs> you don't understand. Killing them would only make them stronger. <laughs> like, well, they're, they're, not, they're not Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh. <laughs> so the goes, now do you see why I don't kill them? And the henchmen are like, no. <laughs> not really. <laughs> we had them. We would never have to worry about them ever again. <laughs> then they would become martyrs to the police. No, they wouldn't. <laughs> Then, yeah. they'd, then they'd be faced with an entire precinct full of tangos and caches. Of tangos and caches, yeah. Bunch of hot dogs. Mm-hmm. Nobody's doing paperwork. Sounds delicious. <laughs> mm, <laughs> bunch of hot dogs. Everybody's stealing pizza. <laughs> <laughs> no pizza would be safe around the police station. Versus. They have to get to a windmill to get the last balloon, but a shitty llama won't let them, go, won't <laughs> let them ride their bikes or run on the grass. That sounds crazy when you say it. So it's the only way to get across is to flag down a giant floating sombrero. Uh, of course, that owned makes sense. by uh, by Lola and Lero Sombrero, played by Jamie Presley and Christopher Lloyd. Mm-hmm. Jamie this Presley sounds like a climax. Jamie Presley does almost all the talking, and Christopher Lloyd communicates through his bongo drums. 
and they dance because that dancing is how the sombrero is powered, mm-hmm. and they go and get it. Like, oh no, they hit the, they get to the windmill. Then they have to play a flute to make a tulip grow so they can climb to the top so they can use the fish to finally grab the balloon. So this you're making this sound like it's some sort of computer game. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, use fish on windmill? <laughs> yes, you throw the fish <laughs> and it gets the balloon from the top of the windmill. They got all the balloons. Great. I mean, one of those. One of those is a movie that holds a special place in our hearts uh, because it almost killed us, and the other one is Tango and Cash. <laughs> so, ta- Tango and Cash, a movie that uh, I think we all we all enjoy on on varying levels of irony. And yeah, the Oogie loves, which I still have, wake up in the middle of the night in a cold sweat, <laughs> wishing, wishing, praying to the Lord that it was not real, that it was all I just think a horrible that, dream. Uh, <laughs> I think that the intro of it, of that episode had you screaming at the heavens, Oogie Loves. So what a movie that was. Uh, yeah. I mean, oh, I feel boy. like if Oogie Loves wins, I will have to travel the travel the world to find some kind of ancient incantation so I can age myself backwards so this will never I, have happened. I will say, I will say, you know what? Like in terms defend of the amount, go for it yeah <laughs> no i'm not gonna defend oogie loves i'm gonna like uh make a plea for our own laziness like oogie loves is uh one of the shortest movies on the list and you know the it problem had to, the with, editor went mad that's why the movie was never yeah, yeah. <laughs> finished the, yeah. the problem with doing like a, our normal show on oogie loves is like we watch it but the terror isn't over like we still have to record an episode on it if we're just doing a commentary for Okie loves like that's less than 90 minutes i think so yeah that's, that's true uh, which is bad. it might help with the listeners too cuz there's oh, not as yeah, much there you guys are doing, you guys are trying to trick the voters to not vote for that one little reverse psychology oh you won't get as much flophouse content oh, but that's okay yeah we would like that <laughs> so okay we've star-studded we've got, cast i will mention that it's got a star-studded cast we we've only got two um, cat, uh, batch-ups left. Okay. I will say, I don't think You were think about to say it. two catch-ups left. One was going to be Heinz, but what's the other one? Probably Hunt's? <laughs> Hunt's, yeah. <laughs> Maybe I Sir say, Kensington's? I, this next matchup, I would be surprised if either of these movies went all the way. So it's a bit of a, these are, you know, long shot, uh, uh, movies, but they're both real classics. The first, No Deposit. Ooh, okay. And the second, D'Angelo. Serenity. Round one. Fight. Jimmy Valenti slash Frank D'Angelo is a saint, is a hero. Robert Loggia delivers what I thought was the first best line until I remember Joe's argument with his wife. The best, second best line in the movie, which is, bring a, bring a stretcher for this good man. Get garbage bags for these pieces of shit. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they, the hospital beds are wheeled out, and then... Everyone seems to have forgotten that Mickey was part of the the hostage situation by this time, well, they, too, and because they're like how, that's how they pitch two, it, though. Like they like say literally, they're like these two guys held us hostage, and they like I'm like what? What do you mean these two guys? There was a third man. Do 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 do. The third man, yes, that was score right here. Another favorite of mine. Versus. And at this point, I was like, oh, I know what the twist is. Let's see if you, the audience, mm-hmm. can guess. Yeah, Matthew McConaughey should have turned to the camera and said, have you figured it out yet, folks? All right, all right, all right. We're going to be revealing in about 20 minutes. See how close you got. <laughs> Raw daddy. 
<laughs> oh wow, that's a big that's a big name to be playing Crawdaddy. <laughs> yeah, in the movie. Well, I wanted to get again cast as Crawdaddy in the movie since it was my character that I do on television on <laughs> SNL. But they wanted a bigger star, so Matthew McConaughey is going to play Crawdaddy. I think he's good casting. He's good casting. I believe yeah, him yeah. as a guy who raised in the in, raised in the swamps among huh? the moss and the gook, who's now living the middle class life in uh, a mm-hmm. suburb of Connecticut. Uh-huh. He works in insurance. That's why oh, he's in okay. Connecticut too. Uh, yeah. And he can his he's always embarrassing his kids with his down home bayou knowledge, but that's what gets them out of the jams too. Is all those things he learned wrestling gators and catching I, crawdads and shooting nutrients uh, from a boat. Stuart, I kids spaced getting, out. Is, is that what you're talking about crawdaddy again? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're he's about to clarify what kind of jams his kids are getting into. <laughs> Another Jeremy Strong. So joint. we got yeah. That's Frank right. He plays D'Angelo. the rules. A uh, repeat small vember uh, auteur and uh, Serenity, one of the movies that, <laughs> you know, like is one of the stranger big budget uh, movies of recent years. Yeah, No Deposit uh, includes the uh, immortal line, of course, delivered by Robert Loja. Uh, get a body bag for this good man. Get a stretcher for this good man and bring, bring some garbage bags for these pieces of shit. <laughs> oh, Elliot, if you think that I didn't pull that exact clip when we talked about it, oh, but it bears repeating. Well, it does, yeah. A good, yeah. a good cast deserves a second mention. They say um, a perfect line it, reading doesn't exist. <laughs> and, yeah, and Serenity, which is, yeah, it's just a straight, Serenity is one of those movies where I think if I could live to a thousand years old, I'd never fully understand what was going on or why why it is, why it yeah. happens. <laughs> All right. Now, the final matchup. Okay. Guys, I think we're I think we know who's gonna win this one, but okay. that's because the the probable winner is such a juggernaut. I don't know if anything oh, else could happen. I think I know one of them. But here we go. Final matchup. Geostorm okay. versus Cats. <laughs> the original Geostorm. Round one, fight. And Chang warns Max that if Dutch Boy breaks down, it could cause a chain reaction of storms and bad weather called, leading to... Called a, a Geostorm. Yeah. And once the Geostorm starts, nothing can stop it. Not even the power of love. <laughs> the most powerful thing in the yeah. universe. So get out of here, Huey Lewis. <laughs> and that doesn't take money. It does don't take fame. Nope. Don't need a credit card to ride that train. No, I, I, that's very ahead of the time. His time that he was talking about buying a train ticket with a credit card. You couldn't really do that at the time. <laughs> yeah, that's right. G- like, that's right. Huey Lewis, futurist. <laughs> more than Raymond Kurzweil. I don't see any fucking singularities going on. <laughs> Huey Lewis, any notice that it is hip to be square these days? Am I right with these tech billionaires and everything? Huey Lewis, it should have been called Huey Lewis and the Nostradamuses. It's that kind of forward thinking that reminds me of that Van Halen song, Panama, where one of the scat lines, I'm pretty sure David Lee Roth says, set your cell phone down. (laughs) (laughs) Which is wild. It's just like... It's just like there was that Charlie Chaplin movie from a while ago where people were like, a woman's using a cell phone in the background. Look at that. It was like, well, she's clearly not, but okay. I, you know what? If that's the world you want to live in, and sure, Kazam starring Sinbad was a movie. Like, sure, okay. Uh, versus the moment I first started giggling uncontrollably and just genuinely couldn't stop was thinking about the, these introductions and imagining if, like, that's how 
I like life went for me. <laughs> like if I met a new person, they were like, "Hey, I'm Mumbly Peg, the scullery human." Like deal? my deal is <laughs> this. I'll tell you for nine minutes. <laughs> You'd be starting a new job and be like, well, tell us about yourself, Dan. I'm Dan McCoy, a glum kind of fellow. Sometimes I'm angry and sometimes I'm mellow. And I'd be like, yes, perfect. Not, exactly not, what not to stop you, you don't have to tell me you're extra. I already know it. I want to give my condolences to Geostorm on this one right off the bat. I will, yeah. Geostorm is a super fun, dumb movie. It's one of the dumbest disaster movies I think I've ever seen in my life. Um where uh, someone, where uh, the villain decides he's going to he's going to kill the president of the United States using a storm, and then he's also in the same <laughs> it's the building. Perfect crime, Elliot. <laughs> and are they going to put God on trial? And, <laughs> and, uh, and it's also on a. On a <laughs> I'd like to see them try. <laughs> it's on a space station where people are playing video games with wired controllers. <laughs> I haven't had a wired controller in like twenty years. It's gonna come around. It's 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 gonna be a, a big big trend. And, but of course, it's up against Cats, which is, uh, I guess, the movie that they should bury in a time capsule for for ten thousand years <laughs> to, to explain why society collapsed. I think I think it's the first movie to be to be inducted into the Library of Congress on the day of release as culturally and aesthetically significant. <laughs> no, no, you're thinking of the Bizarro Library of Con- oh, Congress. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's where everything's filed backwards. Yeah, me yep. I love bad movies. <laughs> <laughs> That's the libra- bizarre librarian of Congress. Yeah, 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 of course. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> but yeah, Katz is a super fan favorite. Yeah. Yeah. So those are the those are the um the matchups. As I said, uh you can start checking in on Monday of this week for these polls. Uh and then once we get winners on these. Obviously, the winners will go on to battle each other until, you know, in the words of Highlander, they can be there can be only one. Uh, not really accurate here because we could do more, but we're just not gonna. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, so, uh, yeah. So head over to the Twitter account uh, where you can vote, and also uh, you will see, I'm sure, us all lobbying for the movies of our choice. I'm sure I will be on my Instagram constantly lobbying for anything but a food fight. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be making these like heartfelt videos, like smearing ashes <laughs> on my face, wearing a hair shirt, anything to convince him not to yeah, choose you, a food fight. You got to do the uh, Blair Witch up the nose crying video. Yep. Mm-hmm. Just just begging, please. No, yeah. you're so sorry. No yep. food fight. So <laughs> those will be over at the Flophouse Pod. You know, I'm uh, uh, if if you are not currently. Uh, a, a Max Fun member, but you want access to the bonus content. As we said, the the drive is coming up uh, once a year. If you don't know, we asked people to go to maximumfund dot uh, org slash join, become members to help support the show, and uh, supporters at all levels will have access to this commentary and a bunch of other stuff. Uh, we're just getting ahead of the game by. Finding out what you would be interested in to hear for uh, that bonus content. Um, if you're not members, I'm sorry that we took up your time, but I hope that you found enjoyment in hearing us take a, a walk down flop memory lane and talk about these movies. And if this is your um, first episode, you picked the wrong one, dude. Yeah, it's <laughs> very confusing. I you, you know I recommend checking show. out <laughs> checking out uh, one of the shows that we pulled clips from, maybe. Those are 
Those are generally considered yeah. to be good ones. Yeah, go for it. But thank you to not Alex. Not Legend of Chun-Li. I can't vouch for that one. I wasn't there. <laughs> Thanks to Alex Smith, our producer, uh, who we may do a little extra work uh, this week for the uh, clips and such. Thank you to Maximum Fun, the network that we belong to. Go to MaximumFun.org. Check out other great shows. Um you know, and uh, normally there might be more spiel, but we've done a lot of technical stuff. So I just want to say thanks for listening. I've been Dan McCoy. I've been Stuart Wellington. And I'm Ellie Kalen, all revved up for Max Fun Drive. Coming to you soon. Bye. Bye. <laughs>